Hello, and welcome to Serrated Edge. Today I'm going to be reading The Twit by Roald Dahl. Um, about our intro. I, um, I have asked my grandpa to make us a new intro. Um, we'll see when that comes. But, um, yeah. Have fun. We hope you like it. And now, the twits. The house, the tree, and the monkey cage. But that's enough of that. We can't go on forever watching these two disgusting people doing disgusting things to each other. We must get ahead with this story. Here is a picture of Mr. and Mrs. Twit's house and garden. Some house. It looks like a prison, and not a window anywhere. Who wants windows, Mr. Twit had said when they were building it. Who wants every Tom, Dick, and Harry peeping in to see what you're doing? It didn't occur to Mr. Twit that windows were meant mainly for looking out of, not for looking into. And what do you think of that ghastly garden? Mr. Mrs. Twit was the gardener. She was very good at growing thistle, thistles and stinging nettles. I always grow plenty of spiky thistles and plenty of stinging nettles, she used to say. They keep out nasty, nosy little children. Near the house, you can see Mr. Twit's workshed. To one side, there's the big dead tree. It never has any leaves on it because it's dead. Not far from the tree, you can see the monkey cage. There were four monkey monkeys in it. They belonged to Mr. Twit. You will hear about them later. Hug tight, sticky glue. Once a week, on Wednesdays, the Twits had bird pie for supper. Mr. Twit caught the birds, and Mrs. Twit cooked them. Mr. Twit was good at catching birds. On the day before bird pie day, he would put the ladder up against the big dead tree and climb up to the branches with a bucket of glue and a paintbrush. The glue he used was something called hug tight, and it was stickier than any other glue in the world. He would paint it along the tops of all the branches and then go away. As the sun um as the sun went down, birds would fly in from all around to roost for the night in the big dead tree. They didn't know, poor things, that the branches were all smeared with the horrible hug tight. The moment they landed on a branch, their feet stuck and that was that. The next morning, which was bird pie day, Mr. Twit would climb up to the ladder again and grab all the wretched bird birds that were stuck to the tree. It didn't matter what kind they, they were. Song thrushes, blackbirds, sparrows, crows, little jenny wrens, robins, anything. They all went into the pot for Wednesday's bird pie supper. Four Sticky Little Boys On one Tuesday evening, after Mr. Twit had been up the ladder and smeared the tree with hug tight, four little boys crept into the garden to look at the monkeys. They didn't care about the thistles and the singing nettles, not when there were monkeys to look at it. 
After a while, they got tired of looking at the monkey, so they explored further into the garden and found the ladder leaning against the big dead tree. They decided to climb up it just for fun. There's nothing wrong with that. The next morning, when Mr. Toot went out to collect the boards, he found four miserable little boys sitting in the tree, stuck as tight as they could be by the seats of their pants to the branches. There were no birds because of the presence because the presence of the boys had scared them away. Mr. Twit was furious. As there are no birds for my pie tonight, he shouted, then it'll have to be boys instead. He, sh- he started to, to climb the ladder. Boy pie might be better than bird pie, he went on, gr- grinning horribly. More meat and not so many tiny little bones. The boys were terrified. He's gonna boil us, cried one of them. He'll stew us alive, cried the second one. He'll cook us with carrots, cried the third. But the fourth little boy, who had more sense than the others, whispered, Listen, I've just had an idea. You're only stuck by the seats of our pants. So quick, unbutton your pants and slip out of them and fall to the ground. Mr. Twit had reached the top of the ladder and was about to make a grab for the nearest boy when they all suddenly tumbled out of the tree and ran for home with their naked bottoms winking at the sun. The Great Upside-Down Monkey Circus. Now for the monkeys. The four monkeys in the cage in the garden were all one family. Um, They were Mugwump and his wife and their two small children. But what on earth were Mr. and Mrs. Twit doing with monkeys in their garden? Well, in the old days, they had both worked in a circus as monkey trainers. They used to teach monkeys to do tricks and dress up in human clothes and smoke pipes and all the rest of that nonsense. Today, although they were retired, Mr. Twit still wanted to train monkeys. It was his dream that one day he would own the first great upside-down monkey circus in the world. That meant that the monkeys had to do everything upside down. They had to dance upside down on their hands with their feet. Here, um, they had to play football upside down. They had to balance one on top of the other upside down with Mugglewump at the bottom and the smallest baby monkey at the very top. They even had to eat and drink upside down, and that is not an easy thing to do because the food and water has to go up your throat instead of down it. The fact is, it is almost, in fact, it is almost impossible, but the monkeys simply had to do it, otherwise they got nothing. All this pr- sounds pretty silly to you and me. It sounded pr- pretty silly to the monkeys, too. They absolutely hated ha- having to do this upside-down nonsense day after day. It made them giddy standing on their heads for hours on end. Sometimes the two small monkey children would faint with so much blood going to their heads. But Mr. Twit didn't care about that. He kept them practicing um, for six hours every day, and if they didn't do as they were told, Mrs. Twit would soon come running with her beastly stick. The roly-poly bird to the rescue. Mugglewomp and his family longed to escape from the cage in Mr. Twit's garden and go back to the African jungle where, where they came from. They hated Mr. and Mrs. Twit for making their lives so miserable. They also hated them for what they did to the birds every Tuesday and Wednesday. Fly away, birds! They used to shout, jumping in the cage and waving their arms. Don't sit on that big dead tree! It's just been smeared all over with sticky glue. Go and sit somewhere else! 
But these were English birds, and they couldn't understand the weird African language that the monkeys spoke. So they took no notice and went on using the big dead tree and getting caught from Mrs. Twit's bird pie. Then, one day, a truly magnificent bird flew down out of the sky and landed on the monkey cage. Good heavens, cried all of the monkeys together. It's the roly-poly bird. What on earth are you doing over here in England, roly-poly bird? Like the monkeys, the roly-poly bird came from Africa, and he spoke in the same language as they did. I've come for, for a holiday, said the roly-poly bird. I like to travel. He fluffed, he fluffed his marvelous colored feathers and looked down rather grandly at the monkeys. For most people, he went on, flying away on holiday is expensive. I can fly anywhere in the world for nothing. Do you know how to talk to these English birds, Mungawump asked him. Of course I do, said the roly-poly bird. It's no good do going to a country not knowing the language. Then we must hurry, said Mungawump. Today is Tuesday, and over there you can already see Mr. Twit up the ladder painting sticky glue all over the branches of the big dead tree. This evening, when the birds come in to roost, you must warn them not to perch on that tree, or they will be made into bird pie. That evening, the roly-poly bird flew round and round the big dead tree, singing out, There's sticky stuff all over that tree. If you land on the... If you land in the branches, you'll never get free. So fly away, fly away, stay up high, or you'll finish up tomorrow in a hot bird pie. The next morning, when Mr. Twip came out... Oh... No bird pie for Mr. Twit. The next morning, when Mr. Twit came out with his huge basket to snatch all the birds from the big dead tree, there wasn't a single one in it. They were sitting on top of the monkey cage. The roly-poly bird was there as well, and Mugglewump and his family were inside the cage, and the whole lot of them were laughing at Mr. Twit. Still no bird pie for Mr. Twit. Mr. Twit wasn't going to wait another week for his bird pie supper. He loved bird pie. It was his favorite meal. So that same day, he went on, He went after the birds again. This time, he smeared glue all over the top of the bars of the monkey cage with sticky glue as well as the branches of the big dead tree. Now I'll get you, he said, whichever one you'll sit on. The monkeys crashed inside the cage watching this and later on when the roly-poly bird came swooping in for an e evening chat they shouted out don't land on our cage roly-poly bird it's covered in sticky glue so is the tree and as the evening and that evening as the sun went down and all the birds came in to roost to roost um the roly-poly bird flew around and round the monkey cage and and the big dead tree singing out his warning there's sticky stuff now on the cage and the tree if you land on either you'll never get free so fly away fly away stay up high or you'll finish up tomorrow in a hot bird pie uh, i think we can do one more chapter mr and mrs twit go off to buy guns the next morning when mr twit came out with his huge basket not a single bird was sitting on either the monkey cage or the big dead tree they were all perched happily on the roof of Mr. Twit's house. The roly-poly bird was up there as well and the monkeys were in the cage as the whole and the whole lot of them were hooting with laughter at Mr. Twit. I'll wipe that silly laugh off your beaks, Mr. Twit screamed at the birds. I'll get you next time, you filthy feathery frumps. I'll wring your necks, the whole lot of you, and I'll and have you bubbling in the pot for bird pie before this day is out. How are you gonna do that? asked Mrs. Twit. 
who had come outside to see what all the noise was about. I won't have you smearing sticky glue all over the roof of our house. Mr. Twit got very excited. I've got a great idea, he cried. He didn't bother to keep his voice down because he didn't think the monkeys could understand. We'll both go in, into town right away and we'll buy a gun each, he shouted. How's that? Brilliant, cried Mrs. Twit, grinning and showing her long yellow teeth. We'll buy those big shotguns and that spray out 50 bullets or more with each bang. Exactly, cried Mr. Twit. Walk up the house while I go and make sure the monkeys are safely shot away. Mr. Twit went over to the monkey cage. Attention, he barked in his fearsome monkey trainer's voice. Upside down, all of you, and jump to it, one on top of the other. Quick, get on with it or you'll feel Mr. Twit's stick across your backsides. Uh, obediently, the poor monkeys stood on their hands and clambered one on top of the other, with Mugglewump at the bottom and the small child at the very top. Now stay, now stay there till we come back, Mr. Twit ordered. Don't you dare to move, and don't overbalance. When we return in two or three hours' time, I shall expect to find you all in the, all in exactly the same position as you are in now. Do you understand? With that, Mr. Twit marched away. Mrs. Twit went with him, and the monkeys were left alone with the birds. That's it for now. Um, we hope you liked this episode of Serrated Edge. Um, see you later. Word time. Um, so today the word is insane. Insane means crazy. Um... That's all. See you later. That's it for Serrated Edge. This episode was um, rec- was produced, as always, by me, Gavin Snyder. It was narrated by me, Gavin Snyder. Um, if you liked this episode... You can support Serrated Edge by subscribing, um, making a poster, telling a friend about us, or sending in a um, sending in a voice message that we can feature on an episode. Um, the link to the voice message will be in the show notes. Thank you.